The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good morning, good Friday morning, and welcome to another edition of uh, end of the week edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJXFM. For yours truly, Neville James. It's a beautiful day in paradise. Partly cloudy to start today, but it's nice. It's like 80 degrees when I was driving in. You know what I'm saying? So, good. Got a good end of the week show. Working on some logistics right now. Trying to see if we can make Bush tea happen in about five minutes of Jack and Stone. Uh, to the bottom of the hour, and then um, Marcus, hold on there, I'll tell you right now, um, Marcus Curran going to be joining us, right, because uh, UVI got a Brawlhalla gaming tournament uh, coming up, and so hoping to get him at the bottom of the hour for a half hour, and then we're going to try to link up with the... Commissioner of Tourism, uh, Juba Schulte. I'm trying to give him a call in uh, to wrap up the week as we are uh, closing down on Governor Bryant's sixth State of the Territory address. And, uh, you know, we are going to do our thing to to dovetail on that. You know, they use the term piggyback, but we're going to dovetail. Because I analyze this when Neville James is broadcasting live on St. Thomas from the Delhi Deck, Diner and Bar, uh, Tuesday, January 23rd, from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. I got a big poster. I got me wearing my hat and all that stuff. You know what I mean? The day after the State of the Territory address, you know, we're going to get some, some feedback uh, from uh, those who uh, will be, you know, listening to the governor uh, give his sixth. Uh, State of the Territory Address on Monday night, January 22nd. Chamber of Commerce, Mr. John Woods. Um, we're going to get uh, somebody from St. John uh, to speak about um, um, the needs for St. John. You know, St. Grant, St. Thomas tend to get a majority of the focus. So we're going to get somebody from St. John. Um, yeah, Republican. I think we're, we're working on uh, Mr. Gordon Ackley. Uh, to make an appearance and give a Republican perspective, even though we don't really have a two-party terrain uh, like uh, they do in the mainland, a two-party dominated terrain, per, ter, a two-party dominated terrain uh, like uh, they have in the mainland down here, we have one-party dominance with the Democratic Party. Then uh, hopefully the Gov, you know, will make an appearance. Of course, you know he giving the speech the night before, so. He don't really need to talk for long because he's going. He's supposed to be here. Well, he will be here on Wednesday. You know, um, uh, he he normally makes his rounds after the state of the territory. So, um, the Tuesday um, show, the collector's item show, uh, collector's item, of course, uh, streaming and all that stuff. That's how you collect it. You can hold on to it and watch it how many times you want, right? Um, <clears throat> that's a more relaxed atmosphere 
That's like, Gov, what was it like? Blah, 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 all that stuff. Wednesday, well, you said this. What do you mean? I mean, two different kind of conversations uh, with the Gov. Should he be able to make it? I know he's making the wrongs and all that stuff. And then we also have a, a segment for the audience. So the audience um, participate as well and, you know, ask some questions. Uh, Docs and Rocky are uh, going to be um, my, uh, my partners in, in time, right? When we were going through the, uh, the walkthrough, right, um, that thought came to me, right? Because, you know, for those of us who grew up um, um, with Michael Jackson, right, I would, I, I was, when, when I, when I thought of partners in time, right, that's P-I-T, right? But if you're a Michael Jackson fan, you know, you grew up with P-Y-T, you know what I mean? <laughs> P-Y-T with pretty young thing, you know what I mean? So, no, but I got my partners in time. They're going to be joining me, uh Tuesday morning there, uh, over in the Haventide area. So looking forward to that, right? So first ever remote edition of Analyze This, Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024, right? So 1, 23, 24. It's on. So looking forward to that. Also, don't forget to get it on. The Dark Parade tomorrow, right? The Roaring Twenties Dark Parade tomorrow. Um, at uh, down at the boardwalk. Start by Nate's, by Angry Nate's. Uh, registration is at 12. Parade is at 1. Judging is at 2. And um, the awards are at 3. And that's uh, Crudic Roy uh, presenting that uh, as well. And then the uh, Society of Your Historians, they got their... Uh, 34th annual uh, conference. That's a virtual thing from tomorrow morning. Uh, tomorrow morning from 9 to 12. So you could do the uh, historian's thing from 9 to 12. And then uh, <coughs> uh, the, the boat parade. I mean the dark parade up there. I keep saying boat, but dark parade. Uh, from uh, 12 to 3. Right? And like... um. Miss uh, Ulrich said yesterday, you know, a lot of things going on in the territory. This is our time of the year. You know what I'm saying? This is when folks are uh, coming into the territory. Of course, we wish we had that um, evening flight that would overnight and then get us out of here in the morning. But, you know, hopefully we can uh, talk a little bit about that uh, with Commissioner Joe uh, in a little bit. Okay, um, we gonna do some bush tea because we got a number of things to talk about. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, the the president, the former president, right? A number of things happened beginning last week, and doing, and I were having fun with it. Um, uh, last night, right? So I, I, I know I had to find some time to get him on this morning because. Uh, we we were we were going back on food. Uh, Councillor, morning, man. Good to have you on. Good morning, sir. I hearing nothing. I hearing. Uh, I don't know. I know you called because uh, he did that. We we want to have some fun with him for the next twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, 
Blue Henry, what's going on? Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. I can hear you. Yeah, you sound like the man. Sounds sound like uh the man for um the Sprint commercial. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, no, no, Verizon. <laughs> oh, Verizon, yeah, 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 yeah. Verizon, can, yeah. Can you hear me? Out? Yeah, yeah. So, how's everything, yeah. man? Yeah. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Good morning to everyone. Uh, I doing well. I doing well. You know, we are getting ready for this uh, remote appearance next week. Uh, on Saint Thomas, the day after the state of the territory. So, uh, first ever remote gig for analyze this. Took some time, but you know, we're gonna make it happen. Um, there you go. And uh, uh. WTJX, don't forget everyone, it's radio, it's TV first, then radio, and we're also online, right? There's three different ways to link with us and all that stuff, so looking forward to that. We're streaming uh, Tuesday morning. So check this out. Um, uh, I know uh, it was New Year's Day yesterday, but we're already 19 days into the gig. You know what I'm saying? It's flying, <laughs> right? It's flying. And uh, we've had a caucus, right? We had a caucus on Monday, right? It was Monday night. And yeah. and uh, former President Trump uh, won that one convincingly. Got over fifty percent, fifty point nine, I believe it was. And now the the focus shifts to uh, New Hampshire, right? Right. So he, uh, which was what was interesting, was he was a team player on Monday night when he won, and then uh-huh. and now now he got back into into. Uh, let me talk about the worst things about my um, opponents. And he's mm-hmm. going, he's going after Nikki Haley like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Clearly, oh, yeah. clearly, um, with her being ten to fifteen points within him, he ain't really liking that. He liked the big blowout type of thing. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, in, in New Hampshire. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, she she's close. I think it, at the end of the day, it, you know, I think when the numbers come in, he's gonna win handily there. And the the, the sad thing about because he's gonna destroy her. Over the next few days, um, he's already started with the racist stuff, uh, and, and and you know the birther. He's going the birther route, right? And he, yeah, and then he has a meme with with an old Hillary um, where he used AI to merge Hillary and her faces with an old Hillary um, campaign poster wearing the same kind of clothes Hillary would wear, wow. all that kind of stuff, and. Um, and, and 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 you know to try to equate her with Hillary, um, you know. So he, he's he, he's he's trying his best to to demonize her in these last few days. I think he's going to win New Hampshire, um, but the sad thing is South Carolina coming up because that's our home state, and he's leading her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That 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 would be a devastating blow, you know. Yeah, that that that, that would be the coup de grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but but New Hampshire has been known to to, to throw a surprise or two, you know. So, uh, even That's though true. even though he's Pat been Buchanan. yeah, Pat Buchanan, um, yeah. um, Hillary Clinton after she lost to Obama, yeah, yeah. um, you know, McCain. Remember one time McCain um sprung a surprise yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. I think that was the Obama, same. I think, I think yeah, I think that was the yeah. same year. So it's gonna be interesting to see uh, how that plays out, and if anybody makes uh, a big mistake. That will change your minds because typically when people mind make up, they don't make up already by now. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, absolutely. So I think that's Tuesday, yeah. right? That that's, that's coming up on Tuesday or Monday. Tuesday. 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 Okay, good. So uh, yeah. now now moving to the legal front. Now before we get to Trump, let we talk about what taking place in Georgia, right? 
<laughs> last week, you and I had some fun I with our one. <laughs> you and I had some fun with our one last night, yeah. right? <laughs> Apparently, one of the um, charged, right? That's he, he's been charged, right? Mike Roman. He's a yes, he's yes, a he's yes, a he's a he's a, a Trump operative. Um, uh-huh. He has asked the court to look at a situation in Georgia with Fannie Willis, right? Right. And he is claiming that Fannie is involved with one of her prosecutors, Mr. Nathan Wade, right? Yes. Uh, so uh, this was last week, Monday, right? This was the right. 8th, right? This was filed on the 8th. Uh, uh-huh. And Fannie said, I'll see you guys in court, right? Uh-huh. So people have been waiting for her to say, I don't know what this man is talking about. I'm not involved with my prosecutor, right? Right. Uh, she hasn't gone that route. She waited until Sunday, right? She went to church, and she had like a third person conversation with God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, saying, God, why are they going after me? Why are they going after the one of three uh, prosecutors, special prosecutors who I hired, who happens to be a black man and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So she answered the allegation specifically, which she is not obligated to do. However, True. however, you and I uh, have a different perspective. I'm going to yes. yield so you could let the public know your perspective, then I could give mine. The floor is yours. As it relates to the allegations by Mike Roman that Fannie Willis is involved with a prosecutor because she is paying him with Georgia uh, taxpayer money. And this case, it's a conflict. And the case needs to be dismissed and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, well the whole thing actually started because the, uh, well, Fannie Willis um, hired a, a special prosecutor, a private attorney. She hired his firm to do this prosecution. They've been deputized as special prosecutors. Mm-hmm. This is a private attorney. This, this guy normally does not work in her office. Correct. Um, he is going through a divorce right now. The guy's wife alleges that he's having an affair with Fannie Willis mm-hmm. and subpoenaed Fannie Willis to to um, sing in a, to testify in the um, a deposition, a, 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 a deposition, right. yeah, 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 a deposition yeah. right, yeah. in the divorce case, mm-hmm. and she is trying to get the the, the, the the subpoena quashed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, it has created such a maelstrom that. This Mark Roman guy apparently picked him and his lawyer picked up on it. And now they are asking the, prosecutor, the judge in their case to investigate, to investigate her based on the allegations that came out of the divorce case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they're claiming that, that, that Fannie exactly what- they, they Fanny Willis and Nathan, we've been to the Caribbean. I didn't see them. You see them? Me but- know about that part. <laughs> The Caribbean, um, Florida, and Napa Valley out there in Northern California, right. the white, wine, the out, out there wine country. Yeah. yeah. Right. The wife is claiming that, you know, one of her things, she's trying to get money, you know, it's irreconcilable differences, but anytime you have a trial for divorce and you're seeking money, you try to show infidelity or wrongdoing on the other party to increase the amount of it. So this is all about money yeah. that she's yeah. trying to get out of this um husband yeah as it relates to the divorce but as it relates to the case right michael Mm -hmm. michael roman one of the charge is saying well if if in fact these allegations are accurate then something Mm -hmm. has to be done right absolutely and he's correct if in fact these allegations are correct correct right that is extreme misconduct on her part (laughs) 
as a government. Remember, she is a government official, you know. Elected. She is a prosecutor. Elected. An elected e official. Correct. That. Correct. Correct. You know? Correct. And therefore, she's subject to public scrutiny. Of course. And my take on this is this, right? Yeah, yeah. She is doing exactly what she's supposed to do as, as somebody that's accused of anything. She's lawyered up. She's going through the legal motions. Fine. But she's also an elected official, mm -hmm. and she has to answer to the public. <laughs> so, and I so, think she so you, should come so, out and say, hey, I'm not sleeping with this guy. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Just say so. Okay, so I saw, so that's where you yeah. if it is true, yeah. if it is true, yeah. that means she gave a contract to her boyfriend. This and is, you know that's totally not allowed. To, to, uh, that, that's unacceptable and, un and unethical, right? Here is where here, here is where you and I have divergent views. Is is that the appropriate word, uh, um, uh, counselor? Can we can can I apply divergent as a as a proper uh, adjective here? Yes, yes. Right? There you go. Okay. Word of the day. Okay, here we go. The reason why I believe Fanny is going strictly professional, right, and not addressing this from a personal standpoint, is this: Didn't Donald Trump accuse her of being involved with a gang member back in August? When, yeah, when, yeah, when, 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 when the when the uh, indictment first came down yeah. or was supposed to come yeah. down, right? And he she did. and she denied it then, right? She said false yes. and derogatory, right? Mm. So yeah. so so uh, clearly this is a playbook move, a classic playbook move by Trump and his people. And she had decided, like you just said, you used a nice term there, lawyered up. She said, I go in the complete professional route, right? She mm -hmm. and so yesterday, right? She responded, right? She she filed a motion uh, um, to ask the court to quash this subpoena and say, look, I have nothing to offer as it relates to this uh, right. divorce, right? She right. has she said, um, I have nothing to offer as it relates to this divorce, and I want the public to know that I'm not involved with the man in this involved in this divorce. She didn't say that part. Why can't she just say that? Well, because she don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Even though it would be nice. And and it forces us to take a position as to whether to believe there's something going on or not. But at mm -hmm. this point, she's staying out of that part. Who's to say that maybe down the road she's going to have some fun with this? But remember, she's also trying a very high-profile case at Tony Henry. Yes. So, so hold on yes. there. So, so we're going to take a break and pick it up right there because it gets even better because Trump filed a, a brief last night with respect to Colorado. So we'll be back right after this to talk about that. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com Member FDIC. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here analyzing some Friday Bush tea before um, Mr. Uh, Marcus Corrin joins me on the UVI students. They got uh, a, a gaming tournament going on at UVI, so we're going to talk a little bit about that at the bottom of the hour. But between then, in the meantime and in between time, me and uh, Dewey Henry having some fun uh, with this development uh, with the Georgia Rico case and Fannie Willis. Uh, good morning once again, Counselor. Glad to have you on. Good morning again, sir. How are oh, you? Okay, good. So... For those who listen, me and Dwayne went at it last night. Dwayne was saying, "Look, man, she got she's just she's not just a lawyer. She's in the in the court of public opinion." And my take is, um, she got nothing to do with this divorce. So what going on? So here is my response to why I told why I told uh, Dwayne last night. I want the audience to listen, and you can respond as well. According to Fanny Willis, because she finally started to quash the uh, the subpoena, right? She claimed that they. Um, moved for a divorce in 2017 before she even met Nathan Wade, right? And both agreed that the, the, the marriage is irretrievably broken, right? That's the term that she used, right? Additionally, in, in this motion, it looked like Fanny going after Joycelyn Wade, Nathan Wade's wife, right? And she ain't really worrying about Mike Roman right now, right? She going after um, um, the, the wife, right? Exactly, right? And she accused um, Joycelyn Wade of being involved with somebody while she was married to the man and all kind of stuff. So you could tell this is starting to get personal, right? And, uh, and all that, right? Uh, but, but then uh, here's, so here's what happened, right? When, uh, when Mike Roman, his lawyer, I think her name is Ashley Merchant, right? When, 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 when his lawyer went public with this, the Georgia uh-huh. 
Um, there, there's a, a conservative, right? A Trump supporting conservative activist named Jack Prosobic. And he said in a post on Twitter or X that the government, the Georgia Bureau investigations had allegedly launched an investigation into Willis yesterday, Newsweek, right? And I'm reading from Newsweek right now. There is no Georgia Bureau of Investigation uh, investigation into Willis, a spokesperson for the Bureau told Newsweek in an email. This is what causes problems for for one side of the argument when you're making allegations that are not true. People are going to start saying, well, wait a minute, this looks like a hatchet job here. You know what I'm saying? You're going, you're going on Twitter. And it you, is a hatchet job. Of I course. You you're going on Twitter. You're, you're making false accusations about an a, a agency doing something, and then the agency now uh -oh. is telling the public, it's not true. So in other words, if uh -oh. they're making that up, then people are tend to believe what these allegations are made up as well, Dwayne. And that, that is what cuts at the heart of why people are now ignoring a lot of different things, negative things that are said mm -hmm. about people. So we got mm -hmm. that, that, that. The whole disinformation campaign, you don't know who to believe. Exactly. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, you know me, you live on Twitter, right? Here is what, here is what one person said. But what are they going after Fanny for? Fanny ain't techno celibacy oath because right now Fanny is single. <laughs> Fanny, Fanny was Fanny was married, but she is now divorced and single. So they say she ain't techno celibacy oath. So what are they going after Fanny for? But 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 the, the the counter argument, and this is the argument that you and I you you made to me, right? At times, the appearance of a conflict could be even more damaging than the conflict itself. Exactly. So I will yield to you so that you could you could, you could, you could further you uh, the position that position that is made. Yes, um, and remember, I said, and because of that, because remember, she is dealing with a jury trial mm -hmm. in the state of Georgia, okay, and all they need is one person to hand that jury. Let me ask this question: All this is a distraction on the prosecutor. Prosecutors don't need distractions when they're trying to try cases. Let me it ask. Let me, always a problem. Let me ask it's this question. Always a problem, and you need to squash these things quickly. Let me ask this question. Once it, if it drags out, then people are going to think, well, maybe there was something. I don't even want to believe it. Let me ask this question. Do you think the Mike Romans of the world, of course, the Trumps, they really don't want this case to go forward because four people done flip already? And the evidence Absolutely. is, and the evidence is so incriminating that their thinking is, we got to get this thing dismissed by any means necessary. Because if this thing, uh, it, if in fact this goes to trial and the details come out, we're all in big trouble. Absolutely, absolutamente, absolutely. <laughs> that is they're trying to wait. Remember, a case not tried is a case one, you know. Mm -hmm. So if they could get this thing, if they could get she removed for misconduct or whatever you know long shot but let's say they were to get that done and um then a new prosecutor comes in and decides it's not worth prosecuting or if she goes to trial she's so punished that the jury's gonna be well she screwed up too so why should we but Even, what? you know that trump is right this is um her just going after him politically remember that his whole thing is that election election interference jobs. yeah 
Yeah, but but let me ask this question though. But why do people let flip? <clears throat> but we know that they they're definitely guilty. But Trump is you know, or else they wouldn't have flipped. But like I t- listen, um, I no, 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 okay, no, something I, I forget to mention no, this. But, 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 no, I hate to disparage people, but Trump's people are not the most intelligent people in the world. <laughs> Let me put it that way. No, 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 66% of the Iowa um, voters that the exit poll in the Iowa caucus, 66% do not believe that that Joe Biden is legitimately the president. I think, I think you're under, I, I, no, 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 I think you're on, I, I think you're underestimating that by about two or three points. I, I well, hear, I, 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 I hear, I hear 68 or 69 say Joe Biden is, is wrongfully uh, the president of America right now. So you're Imagine right. Imagine that. Yeah. The majority yeah. of people in a state believes that their president is not their president. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, here, here's another argument um, that, that you and I um, sp- spoke about uh, last night. And I, I said, Dwayne, you really believe with Fannie Willis impaneling this special grand jury from over uh, two years ago that uh-huh. that if, in fact, she being with Nathan in different places and we got TMZ, we live in a TMZ world right yeah, now. Right that, yeah. that that we wouldn't see something, some kind of photo or something with them out there having dinner or all that kind of stuff up to now. You don't know that they have the smoking on long time. Exactly. So 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 could this be? Let me ask this question. Could this be where um they can remember now there's another detail where um the the, the wife and the husband were sharing a joint account, right? And he was he supposed he was supposed to he was he was depositing seven hundred dollars bi weekly, right? And now the wife claiming, well, he dipping into it and she ain't got no money. She broke, right? Mm-hmm. Could this be that because partner Mekwa, they claim that Nathan Wade has made 650000 since he, like yeah. he walked in for funny, that he acting like he broke so that she can't get money? Because they're in a divorce? Like I, like I said earlier, these divorces are, anytime there's a divorce trial, it's always about money. Yeah. And it gets nasty. It's not like in the old days where... You had to sue somebody to prove to get a divorce. You don't get a divorce if you want it. The question is, how much will you pay? And that's what these trials are all about. Divorce trials are not about whether a man or a woman is, is going to get divorced. It's a, it's a question of who's going to pay what. Be, be, because when, so when we look at it. It's all about money. I, this is all about money. And you know, you know, I look at things in numerical context a lot, right? Wink, wink, right? Uh-huh. If partner commanding three hundred and twenty-five dollars an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Seven hundred dollars by weekly is a drop in the bucket, man. It is. That means he's ripping around. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what she tried to say. Like, this guy is, is, is so he got he got yeah. So so he decided. Well, clearly, I believe, right? If he was depositing seven hundred by weekly in a joint account, and he's still oh. dipping into that. Right, that means that that's a deep le- that's a deep level of acrimony going on there in this divorce, right? Be- because he is commanding. Let us say he put in ten hours on a particular day. He commanding three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. What is seven hundred dollars 
uh, in, in comparison to that. Nothing. And that's just one day. And he's doing this bi-weekly, which is every 14 days. So this thing, this thing looking to get real, real flammable. And, and There's something crazy going on with him because, like I said, even without the Fannie Willis contract, he runs a firm. Now, I don't know how much he makes, but I'm pretty sure it's $360 a week. It's extremely low for an attorney in, in private practice. Make it com to, commanding, to commanding 325 an hour on one really case. More than that. Commanding, especially commanding $325 on one case. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 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 Three twenty-five an hour. Uh, finally, right. Uh -huh. Another argument Fannie made is Fannie made is, but I hired three prosecutors: a black man, a white woman, and a white man. Why are they going after the black man? So she's making this a racist argument as well, Dwayne Henry. And it probably is. She's doing the right thing. It, 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 I think it's a racist thing too. Well, we gonna find out. How come she's sleeping with a white woman? Okay then, or the white man, right? Um. Right. No. Uh, oh, one more thing. The judge did, the judge did um, schedule a hearing right for February fifteenth, yes. right? So to answer the Mike the Mike Roman charges, so mm -hmm. so February fifteenth is a critical date as it relates to this uh, hearing. And what Fanny mm -hmm. is saying now, at some point you're gonna have to speak to it if she don't get it quashed. But I'm curious yeah. though, why do you believe the Georgia Bureau of Investigations are not investigated? You believe they've already done their due diligence and real and saying they got nothing there? Or they just don't want to get involved Absolutely. at this point. I think they did a cursory um, look, you know, not no deep investigation. I said, look, you know, these investigations cost money, you know. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. cost a lot of money. And, you know, the Georgia Bureau investigation is not going to go and pick up a trivial case, you know, with, with no substantiated evidence. There's been no let me make that clear to everybody. I believe that Miss Willis is totally innocent of all these charges. Mm -hmm. I just disagree with her, um, her PR approach to it. Um, but uh, I clearly believe that this is clearly you know, a setup of some sort uh, because it has all the hallmarks of a setup. There's zero substantiated evidence. It's just an allegation and. You know, with Trump and them, you repeat it enough times, people believe it. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how this one develops. Quickly, before we go to the next uh -huh. break, I'll bring on Mr. Corrin in because uh, he's supposed to be on his way. Um, yesterday, Trump filed his, his brief with the Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to end this thing quickly because it's going it to have chaos and bedlam if they don't rule in his favor. Uh -huh. um, and then he's also claiming other things. Of course, he's not an officer. Uh, he, he was not he was not part of the insurrection had nothing to do with it uh, all that stuff um, the, the 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 Colorado um, um, plaintiffs um, they will they have until the thirty first to file their counter brief and then oral arguments on February eighth um, at the end of the day isn't this a good civics lesson Dwayne Henry with all due respect whatever side somebody is taking aren't we learning something about interpretation of constitutional law absolutely as a matter of fact. Um, it, 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 the last heavy, well, I would say the last big constitutional law issue that arose in politics was probably, um, well, the McCain um, eligibility wasn't that big a deal. It was probably um, the, the impeachment of, um, of, of, no, that I would say the, the impeachment of um, Bill Clinton. Well, actually, actually the Bush v. Gore um, case. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, and be, but, but for, for, um, for, 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 for actual non-election type of issue it would be you know, for, for president for, for run 
wrongdoing while in as president the president ever take Bill Clinton with the with the Monica Lewinsky thing. Correct. Um, yeah, where, they, where there was huge constitutional issues as to whether a president should be forced to de be deposed. But, 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 but remember now. We, we, we don't get a lot of constitutional law, kind of law, like we say, issues pop up every day. They're, they're minor stuff, but nothing. This is one of the heaviest um, ones we've had in a while. And, but, remem but remember, remember, remember now. That kind of stuff. Remember now. The Clinton issue wasn't because he had a relationship with Monica, and it was because he lied, and they claimed that he was exactly. he was obstructing exactly. he was obstructing. But, but even before that, there was a big deal about whether he could be deposed or not. Yes, because that was the Paula Jones yeah. case. Remember, he had the Paula yes. Jones yes. case. Yes, and, and, yes, and yes. He, and he had claimed yes. that he had immunity, and they, and the Supreme exactly. Court the Supreme Court exactly. said no. Right. Uh, uh, one more he, thing. Claiming that they would have to wait until, but Clinton's defense has always been. They would have to wait until he leaves office. Correct. To do anything, and that's a, and that's the distinction with Trump. Guy, Trump. Trump is already Trump is out right now. Even though I'm out of office, he still can't do me nothing. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That, that's a serious level of gall going on there so, with him. Yeah. So the Clinton thing was a limited <clears throat> immunity. His thing was that you can't touch me until after I leave office. But but you know that they, 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 they can't touch me at all. But they did a they did a polling of some of the some of the current Republican senators, right? The U.S. Uh -huh. Republican senators. And a lot of them saying, a lot of them saying he going too far now with that because if, in fact, so somebody commits a crime, no one is above the law. They had, they had, they had, they had opinions from Cornyn from Texas, Rand Paul from Kentucky. So I ain't really been following this thing too much, right? Um, <laughs> Josh Harley, Josh Harley from Missouri. And, 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 Mark, and, and Mark and Mark the runner, yeah, the runner, and, and Mark and Marco Rubio from Florida, and all of them saying, while we believe that they are going, at, this is a political thing. Um, no one is above the law. In other words, right? Their constituents letting them not look now. It got a limit to what this man claiming he he, he, he is allowed to do, you know. Yes. So, so and they me, feeling the pressure. They, and and they, real I, quick, there's a there's a meme out that I'm gonna send it to you. The White House and Trump is on top of the White House with a, a sniper rifle and his dead bodies all over the place. <laughs> and a woman goes up to a, a, a cop and the cop says, "Oh, don't worry, he has immunity." <laughs> but one of the things that they say to us, if he get his immunity, then Biden could do what he want with it between now and then. So be care so be careful where you ask for because it could work against you as well. Dwayne Henry, thank you very much. Absolutely. Enjoy your weekend. You uh, what kind of bush do you have this morning? Coffee or, or, or lemongrass? I'm rolling like um, oh, duck. Duck's cool. Okay, good thing. I yeah. like that. I like that. Yeah, I've been long in the West yesterday and I found out my home with some lemongrass, purple balsam, the walks. Cool rabbit, the walks, kale, man. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Enjoy the weekend. Take it easy. You too. Okay, good. Bye. We'll be back right after this. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. 
I'm Rena Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered, as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m., right here on WTJX FM 93.1. back here on Analyzers. Don't forget to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning in to the WTJX News Feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands, right? That's the news feed. And I want to say good morning to Isabella as well. What's up? Uh, she works uh, uh, with um, the boss and uh, with the news feed and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So... A uh, great conversation there, just now, uh, with um, <coughs> Dwayne Henry, and it's interesting, you know. Um, learning a lot um, about uh, the legal field. And one of the things, and I, and I mentioned this right, and this is near and dear to how I view this whole judicial system right now. Don't ever let anybody tell you that being wealthy. In an asset, and I had this conversation with Rick Carrington last week, and we were we were because uh, he was listening to the show, and uh, <clears throat> we were talking about um, how you know folks with money in this case are Donald Trump, um, not the political side of Donald Trump, but you know the financial having the financial wherewithal, right okay, to delay, 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 and and that is so unfair. You know, from the standpoint that, you know, for those of you who are listening, you know, you you got a family member, a loved one, get yourself in a, a problem. They might be 100% innocent, but they don't have the means. You know what I'm saying? And and they're subjected to, you know, what the court 
calls for and they don't have the ability to file uh, motions to dismiss and then appeal them on multiple levels. So that's why you hear people are saying we got two tiered uh, judicial system, you know, and, and that's unfortunate, you know, because wow, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about this, they haven't, they haven't even gotten to the merits. When you look at the J6 trial in, in the DC uh, district, right? The district court, right? And Judge Chutkin, um, the president moved for dismissal claiming he's immune, the double jeopardy clause, um, a couple other reasons why. December 1st, the um, Judge Chutkin denies that motion. That was seven weeks ago today, right? Because you got 30 more days and today's in 19. So that's 49 days. Seven weeks ago, she denied that. He appealed it. It's before the D.C. Court of Appeals right now, right? There's a likelihood, um, regardless of how the D.C. Court of Appeals rule, whether it be in favor of the president or in favor of the government, it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court can reject it and say, you know something, Go to trial, and we'll do what we have to do on the back end. And that's one of the arguments <clears throat> that's, that has been made in, uh, in, in, in Amica's briefs submitted to the court where, wait a minute, um, this ability to appeal, that's only supposed to happen, you know, after there's been a conviction or there's been an acquittal. What's going on? And now President, uh, former President Trump is showing that if you have the wherewithal, or like they are saying, St. Thomas, the laws, right? To ask questions of the court and delay, delay, delay. And what they're saying is, in his case, he knows that if he could delay and not get a conviction before election, and he happens to win, then they're going to throw everything out if they don't get verdicts or something happened between November. In this case, I believe it's going to be November the 3rd. Right, let me see, Saturday. Uh, November the 4th. Yeah, November the 4th, 2024. And January 20th, 2025. Then, you know, clearly he's going to tell the the Department of Justice killed the case because at that point he has stewardship, right? Now, there's another thing that they said the Constitution don't speak to. And we're going to have this discussion down the road as well. And I'm going to bring in um, Hannibal O'Brien down the road and maybe uh, maybe Russell Pitt with one piece of this as well. There's nothing in the Constitution that says if somebody is in prison that they can't be the president while they're in prison. Now, of course, the Constitution ain't going to speak to that because that's the most extreme situation. And I don't believe the founding fathers would ever think that people would allow for or vote for someone, you know, who is convicted. But, yo, there's a whole new, you know, <clears throat> ball game we're dealing with because this particular candidate, he gives uh, drama and novel perspectives and, and, and ideas, whole new definition, a whole new meaning. So that's 
Uh, well, we're dealing with a witness here for uh, Mr. Curran. Uh, so we could have a quick conversation about the the Brawl, Brawl Hala uh, gaming tournament uh, at UVI. And then uh, I can work with um, um, Director Mara, uh, no, my Richie Mota Jr. Because um, uh, we're trying to get uh, uh, some tourism perspective before the governor steps to the mic. Uh, on Monday night to give his sixth state of the territory address. I do want to thank all of the um, agency heads who have participated so uh, this week, uh, or from last week, actually, because we spoke with um, uh, Calvert White uh, last week. We also spoke this week with uh, Raymond Williams, not necessarily on lottery, but there was a situation there at the lottery office, so we had him on. We had on Jean-Pierre Oriol, um, and we had on... Who else we had on? Oh, yesterday. Great conversation with Public Works. Good morning. Uh, to Again, to um, Commissioner Gabriel and Joe McLean. Right? And, of course, we had the Governor's Chief of Staff on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we're just trying to keep you informed. You know, we're, we're not big on the, the speculative stuff, even though, you know, we talk the legal realm because we're dealing with multiple interpretations and all that stuff. Uh, but as it relates to what's going on here in the territory, we um, like to communicate with the sources, right? Let them know what's going on. That conversation yesterday, right? First of all, I want to thank everybody for listening. Yesterday in particular, with that public works conversation, every single time the Department of Public Works is on the show, meaning I have to worry about questions, <laughs> right? My, my phone, right? I go get the text messages, yeah, my phone gun 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 gonna allow for me, right, to be able to, you know, ask the pertinent questions because you know the strength of the show is the audience, and <clears throat> it really it really was a great great discussion yesterday. Keith Richards, man, and uh, uh, good looking out yesterday as well. Uh, Colette Woodson, uh, Wallace Williams, uh, even Lieutenant Governor Vargi Richards uh, hooked me up yesterday uh, as well. I appreciate that. But let's face it, right? We we coming off of two hurricanes, right? Within a space of two weeks, back in September. In that was in September twenty seventeen. February of twenty eighteen, because of the good work done by then uh, uh in her second term, uh delegate uh, Stacey Plaskett, of course, the governor, uh, Governor Mapp and, and his uh, deputies, right? The original estimate for the damages, you know, because uh, at the time I was uh, a senator, right, was somewhere around $3.3 billion. Or no. That was the original, the first blush estimate, 3.3 to 4. When they really look at it, that number doubled to eight billion, and the Senate and the, the the president at the time, President Trump, right? And we had um, Senate and um, House controlled by Republicans, right? They 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 provided uh, via appropriation um, recovery monies, eight billion dollars for the territory. And a significant amount, like 90-something billion dollars for Puerto Rico, 
right? I can pull that up and keep in mind now, this was done um, in the aftermath of not only damaging and devastating storms um, to, sink to, to the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, but that year, Harvey had devastated Texas as well, right? Uh, trying to get the exact money for Puerto Rico, exact number. Um, right? So, the thing like they said, well, look, now we ain't got no money to get out of my son. Um, because what happened in Texas, money ran out and I ain't got none to get. They came through, right? So, I, I go call a speed, a speed, right? Oh, also I was, I was, and I was having this discussion, and don't let anybody fool you when it comes to timing, because timing is everything. Okay? And trying to find this number here. We were lucky at the time, right? That, uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. 13 bill, bam, 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 bam. Uh, trying to find the actual big number, right? Um, let me put in a month here. Uh, Governor Map was not a Democrat. And that worked in our favor. <laughs> because Trump didn't want nothing to do with no Democrat. Right? And that's why he was having uh, his back and forth with um, the Governor Porico. Because at the time, they were, she was a Democrat. Right? And he met with uh, uh, Governor uh, Mapp and one of the uh, the warships. I forget which U.S. ship it was. And the meeting uh, went so well um, that President Trump referred to Governor Mapp as the president of the Virgin Islands. Right? <laughs> so, so Governor Mapp left St. Croix, went, went, went on the ship, uh, off the shore of Puerto Rico uh, as the governor and came back as the president of the Virgin Islands, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm just having some fun with that one, right? But, um, I'm, you know, that's how, that's how Trump is, you know what I mean? When, when he find out... Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, when, when we find out, when he find out that, that, that um, Map one no Democrat, he said, yeah, man, I'm going to take care of you. So we were glad for that, right? Okay, here we go. Right? Here we go. Um, I got a source article here from February of 2018. And it says, billions earmarked for territories hurricane recovery. Right? Um, I'll just read the first paragraph. After a brief government shutdown, the U.S. Congress approved a $300 billion spending bill Friday to run the country. Right? Because, you know, the, the government, when you got Republicans... In control shutdowns, you know, they tend to happen. And included $89 billion for hurricane and wildfire disaster recovery for Texas, Florida, California, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. Right? And uh, Governor Mapp said, by what the U.S. Congress has done and President Trump has done, we are calculating the benefit to the Virgin Islands will exceed $7.5 billion for our recovery, Governor Kenneth Mapp said at a news conference on Friday. So we, and we know that number to be $8 billion, right? Um, 
So it wasn't just the the the, the rains, the Harvey rains and all that stuff. There was also the wildfires. We are forgetting about the wildfires uh, in California. Florida was hit with storms uh, and all that stuff. So, you know, uh, yeah, so one of my, my listeners just tell me, yeah. Uh, uh, Trump referred to Map as President Maps, <laughs> LOL, right? Yeah, that's what he did, you know what I mean? So we, we were having uh, fun with that. So Puerto Rico got significant money, man. Significant. And now that number, according to the governor, right, with subsequent appropriations, right, we're looking at $15 billion in recovery. So for me, right, as it relates to anticipation, I know the governor, you know, he gives a year-to-year address and all that stuff. I would hope, right, as we approach the three-quarter mark, um, the sixth of eight furlongs that the governor and, and Traganza Roach, uh, Lieutenant Governor Roach, you know, administration, right, as we approach the, the three-quarter mark, that this particular speech be all about recovery. I can be very honest with you, right? Yes, we deal with COVID right now. We got some COVID situations and all that stuff. But in 2024, Right, year six of his administration with two more to go, the, the final quarter mile in 2025 and 26. I would hope that the 2024 State of the Territory address is all about recovery, some deadlines, applying the hip, applying the whip. That's figuratively now, okay? Don't get me wrong, right? But that's just horse racing terminology, right? Applying the crap, right? To let them know, look. I'm on the backside, and we got to make this thing happen. That's just my take, okay? I ain't saying it got to be like that, but I believe I'm still entitled to an opinion, right? So that's what we got right now. So we'll take a break and come back. Some programming notes for tonight, you know, AARP and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, we'll continue analyze this, wrapping up the week here in the heart of January. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. 